0: hey, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast as we're looking at the different doctrines of the Word of God. Today, we're going to be looking at the necessity of Scripture. Uh, A couple of questions that we're going to try to answer by the end of this is um, the Bible is necessary for what purposes, and how much can people know about God without the Bible? And so... um, Let's, let's kind of expand that question and, and actually say, do we need to have a Bible or someone tell us what the Bible says in order to know that God exists? Well, first we need to understand and affirm that the Bible is written in such a way that all things necessary for our salvation and for our Christian life and growth are very clearly set forth in Scripture. Another question that uh, we may have is um, uh, you know do do we need the Bible or someone to tell us that we're sinners um, needing needing to be saved And so when we look at passages such as Deuteronomy six six through seven talks about you know teach these things to your children, write them on your doorpost um, all the people of Israel were expected to be able to understand the words of scripture well enough to teach them diligently. To their children. And so the character of Scripture is said to be such that even the simple can understand it rightly, just as we talked about last week. And so a a third branch of that question uh, do we have to have the Bible or? Someone to tell us what the Bible says in order to know is how to find salvation. When we look at passages such as Psalm 19, uh, Psalm 19, verse 7, talks about and says, The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. And Psalm 119, 30, the unfolding of your words gives light, it imparts understanding to the simple. And so like we said last week, simple is in in Hebrew is not one who lacks intellectual ability, but someone who lacks sound judgment, who's prone to make mistakes, and who is easily led astray. And so likewise, Jesus also placed the blame for both scholars and common people's misunderstanding of Scripture, not on Scripture, but on the ones who misunderstood or failed to accept what was written in Scripture. And so another question number 4 um do we need the bible or have someone um explain to us what the bible says in order to know God's will for our life. Uh Jesus says in in Matthew 12:19 and uh Matthew chapter 12, Matthew chapter 19, Matthew chapter 22, Jesus says multiple times, have you not read? Have you not read? And uh and then in Matthew 21:42, um have you never read in the scriptures? And then he continues. Uh, also, Matthew 22, Matthew 9, Matthew 12, Matthew 15, Matthew 21, John 3, 10. Um, Jesus says, you are wrong because you know neither the Scripture nor the power of God. Um, so we, we do we need the Bible um, or to have someone tell us what the Bible says in order to know God's will for our lives? Well, Jesus had a lot to say about that. Uh, and, and so... Um, the working definition that we really want to put with the necessity of scripture means that the Bible is necessary for knowing the gospel, for maintaining spiritual life, and for knowing God's will. But it is not necessary for knowing that God exists or for knowing something about God's character or moral laws. One more time, let me, let me. Slow it down a little bit. The necessity of Scripture simply means that the Bible is necessary for knowing the gospel, for maintaining spiritual life, and knowing God's will. But it is not necessary for knowing that God exists or for knowing something about God's character or moral laws. And so tonight, we're going to look at this definition in its various parts. The, the first part of the definition is the Bible is necessary for knowledge of the gospel. Uh, when we read in Romans chapter 10, verses uh, 13 through uh, 17, it says uh, that, um, "...for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved." How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And so when we when we read the, these verses here um some people will argue for natural revelation the revelation that you know um that the gospel that salvation it can be revealed through natural resources and everything so it first assumes that one must call on the name of the Lord to be saved. And that's what we're reading here in this passage. Um, People can only call upon the name of Christ if they believe in Him, and people can't believe in Christ unless they've heard of Him, and they can't hear of Christ unless there is someone to tell them about Christ. And so the conclusion is that saving faith comes by hearing, and this hearing of the gospel message comes about through the preaching of Christ. And so, so therefore, in summary of all of this, the implication seems to be that without hearing the preaching of the gospel of Christ or reading it for oneself, no one can be saved. And so what is natural revelation? Well, we talked a little bit about that earlier. It's this idea that all people everywhere have heard the gospel of Christ through nature. And so my question to you is, do you think people come to faith in Christ through never hearing about Christ, never reading about Christ? And My position would be no, because this this is contrary to all of Paul's missionary activities. This is contrary to to our present-day missionary activities. Let's think of um, uh, an unreached people group who have never heard about Jesus Christ, and so if they're going to be saved through natural revelation, through nature and um, just these aha moments of understanding that there is a person named Jesus Christ who died to save them from their sins— If they're going to be saved through that process, then why are we wasting our money and our efforts to reach them? Uh, in the, in the jungles of Africa, in the, in the Middle East, or, or where you, you list the place. Um, it seems to me that if, if they're already going to be saved through this natural revelation, we're wasting our time because once we set foot into their tribe, into their community, and we tell them about Jesus, then we've put the ball in their court. And if they don't accept Jesus as their savior, then we've just damned them to hell. And so that, that's not a clear, uh, definition of what the Bible is saying about salvation. Um, the Bible clearly says that people have to hear about Jesus Christ or read it for themselves, and how can they do that if no one goes? So that brings us to the second uh, part of the definition of um, uh, of the necessity of Scripture. And the Bible is necessary for maintaining spiritual life. Let's look at Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, where, where Jesus says, um, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so what Jesus is doing here is quoting Deuteronomy 8.3. He, he indicates that our spiritual life is maintained by daily nourishment with the Word of God, just as our physical lives are maintained by daily nourishment with physical food. So, to neglect reading regularly the Word of God is as detrimental to the health of our souls as the neglect of physical food is detrimental to the health of our bodies. And so, uh, that brings us to uh, the the third working definition of the Bible, uh, the necessity of Scripture, and the Bible is necessary for certain knowledge of God's will. So some will argue that all people ever born have some knowledge of God's will through their consciousness. Uh, however, this is uh, indistinct, and, and it cannot give clarity uh, whether... Uh, or certainty, rather, whether it is the will of God or the fruit salad that you had for lunch. And so in the Bible, we, we have clear and definite statements about God's will. God has not revealed all things to us. Don't get me wrong. Not everything that is of God has been revealed to us by Him through His Word, through Scripture, so there, there are still things that we don't understand. But God has revealed enough for us to do His will. Have a look at Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine. It says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of His law. And so that that is clearly telling us, you know, God hasn't revealed all to, there's still secret things to God, but it's important that we focus on the things that are revealed to us so that we will have this clear and definite understanding about God's will that has been revealed to us. And so that brings us to our fourth uh, part of this definition, and And that is, the Bible is not necessary for knowing that God exists. And so, what about people who do not read the Bible? Can they obtain any knowledge of God? Can they know anything about His laws? Well, the answer to that is yes. Without the Bible, some knowledge of God is possible even if it's not absolute certain knowledge. So people can obtain a knowledge that God exists and a knowledge of some of his attributes simply by observing themselves and observing the world around them. Uh, David says that the heavens are telling the glory of God and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Psalm 19.1. And then in, in Acts 14, 16 and 17, um, it's written that the past generations he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways yet he did not leave himself without witness for he did good and gave you from heaven the rains and the fruits for seasons satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. And then and then in Romans 19, uh, 1, 19 through 21 um we see that Paul uh, says that not only That creation, not only creation gives evidence of God's existence and character, but also that even wicked men recognize that evidence. So what can be known about God is plain to them, according to the words of Paul, and in fact, they knew God. Apparently, they knew who he was, but they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. And so that brings us to the fifth part of this definition is furthermore, the Bible is not necessary for knowing something about God's character and moral laws. And so Paul goes on in Romans um, 1 to to show that even unbelievers who have no written record of God's laws still have in their consciousness some understanding of God's moral demands. And Paul gives a long list of 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 sins envy murder strife deceit and sa- says of wicked people who practice them they though they know god's decree that those who do such things deserve to die they not only do them but approve those who practice them romans 132 and so when we, when we get from, you know, we talked about natural revelation, now we get to general revelation. The a, a definition for general revelation is the knowledge of God's existence, character, and moral law to all huma- uh, humanity. And so general revelation comes through observing nature through seeing God's directing influence in history and through this inner sense of God's existence and his laws that he has placed inside every person. General revelation is distinct from special revelation. So here, here is a working definition of special revelation. Special revelation refers to God's words addressed to specific people, such as the words of the Bible, the words of the Old Testament prophets, the, the New Testament apostles, and the words of God spoken in personal address, such as at Mount Sinai or the baptism of Jesus. So... If people did not know something of God's moral laws, then there would be no societal restraint on the evil that people would do and no restraint from their consciousness. And so uh, when when we look at these three different rev- revelations, natural revelation, general revelation, special revelation, it's important to know the three different areas, but the 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 point that we drive home today is, yes, the Bible is necessary. Scripture is necessary. It's it's not necessary to know who God is, to know his existence, his character, his moral law, but when it comes to salvation... It is important to have the Bible or to have that verbal person telling the person about Jesus Christ, and that's why it is so important for us to be faithful to the call that Jesus placed on our lives in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, where he says to go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. And so my challenge to you is, are you being faithful in that call? Because how can they hear unless the person brings the message to them. I hope you guys have a great day.